Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned. Made for South Australia. I might turn myself on and a very good evening, as you say. Richard Douglas, David Wildey, this is Sports Day SA for Budget Car and Truck Rental. It scared me, Dougie. That's, that's one thing you have to learn. You, Gee, you push that button on there and you come on air. Oh, is that what that does? I've okay. been doing it for about 30 years. You should know that. Uh, moving House, use the team that's easy and affordable budget car and truck rental, that number 13, 27, 27. A lot to get uh, through. Joel Selwood, uh, retirement. Uh, Jack Gunston going to Brisbane. I think it's a real coup for them. And Alistair Clarks and... Uh, we spoke about this last night and uh, also last week. It's very hard when you get allegations thrown at you and you just got to sit and basically be mute and not be able to to um, answer them. But he's come out he's come out firing today. I'll just read a couple of parts. I know the boys did earlier today, but um, Alistair Clarkson says he's been shocked and deeply distressed. It remains disappointing or profoundly disappointing that these matters are now being widely canvassed in the public domain without the opportunity being given to me or others to give our accounts or even read the Hawthorne report, which to this day I have not seen. He says a lot more, but he says this one. I acknowledge how difficult it is for any player, and in particular First Nation players, to tell their stories about deeply personal matters. And I respect every player that has spoken, either the ABC or Phil Egan as part of the Hawthorne Football Club process. Every person has their story and the right to tell it. However, as the allegations against me have been spread widely and sometimes presented as indisputable matters of fact, I must state that my clear memory of the matters reported is very different. I will continue to cooperate with the AFL and I'm trying to retain my trust that it will be put in place a fair, respectful, supportive process for all involved. However, I will not hesitate to take further steps to protect my position and reputation should that be necessary. I'll be saying he'd be, he'd be getting legal um, oh. action on that, just saying, well, I didn't do it. Yeah. If anyone's going to defame me or say things, yep. watch out. He could not be stronger there, could he? Oh, that's massive, that's, isn't it? That's, and, and Chris Fagan. Same. In, Chris Fagan. Exactly. They've been very strong and very matter-of-fact in, in doing nothing wrong. Um, and that was quite a while ago, and, and your memory can waver a little bit, but uh, there's a lot to play out here, and it's it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I don't know. He, he also goes to say, I've always been a family man. I've had so much respect for Indigenous yep. players. and I'm so much for them too. When I heard that. Dougie, I, I can't believe it, and the, particularly the bad allegations of um, you know telling a, a player's partner to to get rid of or abort a baby. I just can't, yeah. in my wildest dreams, thinking anyone would say that. Now, as you say, things can get distorted. Uh, messages can change. Malcolm Blight said once he gave uh, players to remember seven things, and you tell the next player down to number twenty, they only remembered one by the time we got the twentieth player. Yeah. So, Chinese you know, yeah, it can. <laughs> and but I. Look, I feel for anyone that hasn't got the right to defend themselves, and this to me is being very one-sided. Uh, true or false has been one-sided in the fact that the um, other party 
um, hasn't been over given a chance to reply. And, and mud does stick. I mean, people, some people are going to believe that Clarkson and Fagan said this stuff. Others are going to, like me, I'd rather wait and see the what comes out. Because I don't, I don't believe they would do that. I really yeah. don't. I mean, I think they're honourable men. They, the coaching guys, I mean, you see, you've had coaches, they, they do care about players. And you're not going to try and uh, say that sort of stuff to a player, particularly a new player at the club. No, exactly. But this is far-reaching. The impact on this already North Melbourne, uh, oh, you know, without a coach, like the, the, him and uh, Clarkson and Fagan are now have to step aside to uh, take care of this. So and North, where, where North does that cleaned out the clubs? cupboard too. There's no one else. And there's no guarantees that they will be there in 2023 and beyond. So where does that leave those clubs? They now need to be looking at, um, you know, steps to put in place to get yeah. themselves. It's I just, just really uh, – I just find if it's he, he said, she said, it's um, very difficult to prove. But my, my biggest worry is if it, is the effect it has on uh, on a couple of guys. And, you know, you try and clear your name. How, how do you completely clear your name on something like this? I don't know well, again. I, if it's, if someone's says, made allegations. It's, uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be dragged out in the courts. Oh, and it's, it's so going to be, uh, it's, yeah, it's awful for, for, for all parties. Uh, getting on to what's not awful, um, uh, Jack, um, uh, Selwood, Joel Selwood today um, has retired from footy. No, no real surprise, but gee, the um, tributes and accolades and affection coming out from all members of the footy community is outstanding. Um, and we're just learning. I, I mean, I didn't realise how good he was off the field as well, doing so much community work. But um, you spoke briefly last night about playing against him and he's just the ultimate competitor. But when you look at his record, I said to Malcolm, he's arguably Geelong's greatest player on the field too. Now, he said Polly Farmer. Gary, Gary Ablett Sr. was a brilliant player, but a little bit hit and miss. Joel's been doing this for so long, a uh, record amount of games. He's won everything pretty well. Premierships, best and fairest, all Australians, um, outstanding. And it, it's incredible the the people, the footy community, that have come out mm. um, in support of him. Uh, he's got uh, incredible respect. He's from everyone in the community. He's been a real ornament of the game. For me, I only have the Ablets ahead of Joel on the field. But oh, Gary, of course, Gary Ablett. I was talking about, yeah, Gary Ablett Jr. could also like claim. Senior. But in terms of the full package, what he's done for the footy club captain, the influence he's had, uh, I think, and I agree with uh, Chris Scott, that he probably is the greatest cat if you look at the whole package um, of all time. I mean, I've only seen the last probably 30 years, but... Uh, from certainly what I've seen, he will go down, obviously, with one of the greats, and he'll be a, a Hall of Famer and a legend for that. Talking about Chris Scott, this is what he said about Joel Silwood. The thing that continually struck me about Joel was his ability to care for others and prioritise others. So, you know, the, the end of, in my opinion, was he's the best, when you take everything into consideration, he's the best player I've ever seen. Uh, and the best representative of the Geelong Footy Club that you could possibly imagine. And so even when the opportunity came for him to take a bit of the limelight, his priority was to make sure that his decision didn't negatively impact anyone else. Yeah, I think he was committed to his decision, but the greatest going out on top, I just can't think of a better way for um, for Joel to finish. Yeah, well said. They obviously got a close bond, and you saw the hug and affection after the game there, the coach and uh, the captain, Joel Selwood. Um, let's hear from Joel himself on what made him come to, to the decision. Easier for me today than probably what most people would think. About six weeks ago, I decided that this would be it, that I'd finish my playing days at the Geelong Footy Club. When lose or draw, come the end of the year. It was a decision made amongst 
my manager, who I wanted to catch up with before round 23 through background chats. They all want me to play on. It's not going to be the case. Tommy and I decided that we should speak to Hock and just get his opinion. He said the same thing. It's up to me um, whether I go on. And I decided uh, out of that that um, I could go probably at 85% next year um, and I'd, everyone would look after me. But I'd had to, I had to be all in and I just couldn't do that. Yeah, well said. Yeah, incredibly selfless. Um, even the decision not to tell the players until after the grand final was selfless in itself. Obviously, didn't want to uh, take away the attention and the guys to play on emotion throughout the final series. So that did was. You, did you see a few signs during the game that when he kicked that goal? I mean, that it is yeah. like Joe. That's your last goal again to kick in football. They came from everywhere, didn't they? They were up by you know eleven or twelve goals. So it was a great goal, but it wasn't uh, defining in whether they win or lose. But no. you could see then. And after the game, a couple of guys really gave him a hug. He gave the boots to the, the young Oz kick uh, kid. It was just Well, they're worth it now, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> he's got your boots, yeah. But um, you, you made a good point. Uh, can you pick your five best in the modern era, like in the last 20 years of, of cap players? Since they've won four flags. Um, I've just jotted, I've jotted a few down here, and I might have missed a few, but I've got Sel- – this is not in any order. Sel- Selwood, Gary Ablett Jr., Jimmy Bartell, Corey Enright – a massive fan of Scarlet, thought outstanding. Hawkins's record is incredible. Dangerfield, since he's come across, they're the ones that I quickly could remember. I probably missed a few too, but um, some stars there. Oh, no doubt. Just a golden era for Geelong, isn't it? The last, since 2005, six, they've just been incredible. We talk about the preliminary finals and now four premierships. I had uh, Ablett Senior, Ablett Junior, Selwood, Enright, and Scarlett as my top five. Um, and I don't think you could find any better from any other club. I mean, That's just... Hawkins unlucky, and if he yeah, can't I'll make just, it, or yeah, his record is unlucky incredible. Field, obviously, but yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably have Danger in there. Um, if you, you'd have to include his Adelaide too, because he, he's been unbelievable since going across. I think he's won, won two or three best and fairest since going across. Danger, yeah, oh, all Australian every couple, year. Yeah, yeah. Seven or eight time All Australian. But you rated, as I say, you rated him with McLeod as the best two you played best with. Best two I played with. When I look at Geelong, I probably take yeah, what he's done at Adelaide and just consider what he's done at Geelong. But uh, I'm glad you put a defender in there, Scarlett. Yeah, I got two. And and right, and right. Don't forget how good he was. He was he's only seven time All Australian himself. So. Three hundred gamer. Yeah, yeah. They've been had some champions down at Geelong, haven't they? Were they, Dougie? Were they arrogant? During that period, they reckon Mackie could um, come out and mouth off her and how many, how many flags you guys won and all this. But how do you describe the Cats playing against them, on the, particularly on their home turf? Was there a bit of that um, – oh, what's his name? Um, Johnson too, Stevie, Stevie yeah. Jay. He, he wasn't scared. He was good on the lip. But what were they like? Yeah, borderline arrogance. But the thing was they would deliver, wouldn't they? When they'd lip up, they'd just uh... – They'd back it up with their actions. So we, I never won down at Geelong, and not many have, but uh, they were a pretty unique team. And just uh, almost at times you had to just pinch yourself that you're playing against these guys. Yeah, callers but... come out, so we've got Harry Taylor and Camling. Yeah, haven't forgotten them, but they wouldn't be in front not of the – quite, no. Jimmy Bartell outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Good player. You like Bartell? Yeah, excellent player, Jimmy. Um, very honest. Mitch but Duncan's that, had an amazing career. I oh, mean, where do, you, where do you stop? But hard to go past. Yeah, Ablett, Woods, Enright, and Scarlett. Well, when you play against Gary Ablett Jr., um, 
He's just so slippery, so good. They don't fumble, do they? The really good players just don't give you a chance because they never fumble. Yeah. For me, the best players I've played against are the ones who've got power. Like, and he explodes them out of there. Incredible power. Dangerfield's got that power. Hard to tackle. Dusty Martin, Petrarca, these guys that are just can do it. They're fast. They're powerful. They're hard to tackle. They can shrug you. They've got the agility. They can kick long goals. They're game breakers, aren't they? These are the guys that I love watching and always – you found it really hard to come up against. Explosiveness off the yep. straightaway. Yeah, Petrarca certainly got that for sure. Mm. What about um, one of your old uh, teammates, Jack Gunston? He's gone – well, has he gone? definitely gone to Brisbane or he's just asked to go to Brisbane? Club of preference, I believe, mm. yeah. Well, that's uh, – You could pick up for them up yeah, in the I nice weather. Yeah, that's what they need. They've got obviously Big Joe and uh, Hipwood up front. They need a, probably another look, another, another dimension to – Charlie Cameron, to, so. McCarthy – we obviously know he's good overhead, good on the lead, Jack. So uh, probably going to prolong his career going up there, get a bit of sunshine, and at, uh, along with uh, uh, Dunkley. Dunkley at the Dogs. If they can get those two, that's going to be really good for the Lions and exactly what they need, targeting a midfielder and a forward. Has he surprised you how big a career he's carved out, Jack? Uh, not surprised. No, we always knew he had some talent when he was at the Crows. Um, unfortunately for us, he just didn't want to be there. He, we always knew he was going back. He was just that type of kid. He wanted to be back in, in Melbourne and, and, you know, you just, you could he made the right call, didn't he? Yeah, well, exactly. And Hawthorne winning, uh, the three flags and he was such a great player, kicked over 400 goals for them and, um, he could really be an X factor for the Lions next year, no doubt. Port Adelaide, uh, have got Rioli, we think, and they're after... Jack Graham now, because Taranto and Hopper are going to Richmond. So, Well, he was seen today walking across Adelaide Oval, I believe, with uh, Ken Hinckley. So uh, Look, that's almost a certainty, Jack Graham, at the at the power next year. Yeah, he he, he played in the um, grand final too, didn't he? On the, he did. Was it Jack that did the job on Sloaney? I think it was, yeah. He was only <laughs> Don't want to bring that up again. game or something, wasn't it? Yeah. He, I think he kicked three goals himself. Which is uh, which is incredible. Uh, trade up to Continental Tires this trade period. The Kia Sport Charge has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And to speak with Adelaide United assistant Mark Milligan tonight too. That's a wonderful pickup. Uh, he came uh, late last year with Carl Viet and also Ben Hook talking community sport. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Here, Richard Douglas, David Wildey for Weeks Homes Discovered Different. And also Polaris. We keep on talking about Polaris, but they've been a wonderful supporter of our show. Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making that exactly that. Now, the cricket, Dougie, not great news. Had a win, uh, SA, in their first game against Queensland. Rolled for 220. That's not enough in a 50-over. No, no. Kerry top scored with 59. Trav head out for seven. But in reply... Tasmania, none for 104. So I'm getting on the Tasmania. I'm going to be brave. Ever stick my neck out so they'll win. Maybe they won't. All right, AFL trade radio update. Uh, trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. So welcome, Samuel Fantasia. Plenty happening in the trade, or has it been a bit quiet today? Bit of a quiet day today. I'm. This is great. My mic's on straight away. Oh, you're on. Yeah, I make one blue, and like everyone looks at me like. Uh, <laughs> Should see Cornsy run the panel. Oh, uh, no, off you... half there, half the show they're off. <laughs> off air. <laughs> no, you're doing well, David. Um, probably one of interest is Josh Dunkley. We've got a bit of audio from him, obviously heading up to Brisbane. Uh, audio number seven there, Wilds, just talking about the Chris Fagan investigation and whether that's you know impacted his decision. 
Definitely didn't make me second guess. Um, I've spoken to Fags myself and, yeah, I mean, everyone had backed him in and every, all the news reports have been backing him in and I'm, from what I've had to do with him so far in such little time, he's such a good human being and someone that's really cared for me already. So I'm really looking forward to building that relationship with him and, and getting out there and meeting everyone. Just so cruel, isn't it? Um, if, if it comes out and they can prove that guys have done wrong, fair enough, throw the book at them. But just to have an allegation of a decade ago just surface... And the one that really gets me is Sean Burgoyne, who just loved Clarko. You know, played premierships there and uh, they all seem very, very happy uh, with uh, all the players, the happy team at Hawthorne. But it's uh, just a tough one, isn't it? We can talk or we're still not going to give an answer to this inquiry and they've got a chance to, and right to speak. Absolutely. The other one is how long is it going to take to get an answer <laughs> and a result? Because obviously well, uh, they've got to get on with season, it. That's exactly right. Is it going to take six months? Well, I think by t- you heard, you heard Clarko because... speaking, I think he wants it now. Get me and let me speak now. Because he, he's saying it's going to be tainted, any inquiry, with well, he's it's got, out in the media. He's got work to do, doesn't he? Look, oh, if, they've got oh. a lot of work to do at North Melbourne. He wants to get down to business. So yeah. It was due to start on November the 1st, and that's just being pushed out. And you... and a lot of the coaches gone too, the yeah, previous coaches. There's no one there. Yeah, yeah, Brent yeah, Harvey's yeah. talking about coaching. Get Viney in and uh, might have to get him back in the coaching ranks. Might bring Dennis Pagan back. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Do worse than Dennis. No, no, exactly. Dennis, one of our favourite. He's on our show all the time. Exactly. Great horse trainer. Johnny Johnny Angry. Yep, yep. Uh, Jack Graham, as you spoke about before. Brave being spotted at um, Adelaide Oval, if um, that male's correct, just out in the open. Set up. Let's let's Uh, get a photo of Bob Hinkley. (laughs) He's down here, boys. Let's get a photo. And he probably will come. I mean, that's – and given the fact that if they get um, Taranto and Hopper, he's going to have limited time. I think that'd be above Jack in the picking order. You'd think so, but I find that one interesting. And he obviously rates Port Adelaide really highly and thinks they can contend next year because I think Richmond will be back around the mark. Might be the come-on um, factor, though. Yeah, I mean, if I was a player, I'd back myself in to be able to rise to the challenge and, and find a spot. But he obviously has I thought it through really well. And he'll he, get paid better at Port, you'd think. You bring him home, you get the extra dollars, you know, and, and he's home. Yep. Um, and, and he's well. I guess what matters is he's achieved the ultimate, hasn't he? So he's can be satisfied yeah. with what he's done at Richmond. And he gets to go home for a bit of money and security. I guess it's a fair call. Richmond will certainely be around the mark. I don't. I think their premiership's gone though. I really do. Uh, Dustin Martin, whether he's in or out, he doesn't seem to be. No, at the moment, Jack Revolt's got one more year. He'll be gone. Cochin, one more year. He'll be gone. They're getting a few kids coming through, but um, yeah, I don't know. If you get a, if someone offers you. You know, a big bag of money, and you can come home. And uh, he's North Adelaide boy, wasn't he, Jack? Uh, north or North? I think he's North. Um, so welcome back, It'd Jack. Be, <laughs> be interesting because obviously West Coast have Port Adelaide second rounder this year. They're still trying to get Willie Rioli. So where do you get the currency to bring Jack Graham to the football club, given that he's under contract? Well, Carl Lame on there after a high second round yeah. pick, I think. Uh, it's amazing how they've suddenly fought future round picks also yep. coming in. But it is amazing when you want someone, how you generally get the deal done. Not too many deals fall through. Well, there was no. co- talk of Cosy Pickett too. That's yeah. certainly wouldn't have uh, thought that's happening. But uh, one to look out for in future years, absolutely. Oh, I love him here. For, he's yeah. a wonderful we little player. Crows. Yeah. Putting the legwork in earlier, you know, a few years down the track. Just uh, give him a big pay packet and away you go. And you mentioned Jack Gunston. He's just... As he nominated Brisbane, yeah, is he? Yeah, nominated Brisbane. I've got... And I think I think Hawthorne would do that deal. Because they're just a young side now. 
coming up. They need picks and, and what do they get? Uh, but Jack yeah. would, Jack would certainly fit into Brisbane. That could be one of the missing pieces. Well, he'd be an unrestricted re- free agent. It'd be a really good replacement for Dan McStay, who looks like he's going off to the buys. Collingwood, yeah. yeah so Brampton, Collingwood. Brampton, Collingwood. I'd love to see Caleb Poulter come back to South Australia, given that he's out of contract as well, as far as I'm aware. So that could be almost just a player swap, which is very yeah. rare these days. Any love for Tom Mitchell from the Hawks? And I haven't Matt, seen Matt anything. Crouch for yeah. that matter. Two very similar types. We know that, uh, you know, those guys are not in vogue at the moment. The guys that's in the game footy. Pa- but is the yeah, game passing will, them? Well, I think it maybe has if you, you know, there's no currency it's out there for them. Mitchell's it's a Brownlow medalist and All-Australian. Um, can't find new homes. Yes. We spoke at lunch today, Dougie, about someone asked a question. They said, oh, Port, will, they'll go straight back in the top six. And I said, well, I could probably give you six sides right now that's going to be hard for them. Um, you, you think Geelong going to be around the mark. Melbourne and Sydney you'd think would be around the mark. Uh, Dougie likes Rich and thinks they can. Carlton. Press. Carlton, I think, are on the, on the way up. Fremantle. Uh, Fremantle should get better if they can get a, a forward. I mean, I'm not sold on Freo, just given all their outs. And they, they, need, they had a very easy draw. They um, need um, goal kickers. I think that's yep. where they're a little bit defensive. And one other team, who, who else have we missed that – the Bulldogs maybe can make a bit more of a rise too, but but it won't be natural. It won't be just easy, will it, Dougie? Uh, no. You know, you're out of the eight. Doesn't mean you're going to be top four, top six next year. And Ports have had so many chances. They've had so many windows of of opportunity. Yeah, it'll be a challenge. Uh, a lot depends on the draw, really. Sometimes yeah. you look at a draw and think you have got a good draw, but then other teams. <laughs> You know, pick up and all of a sudden... Well, Port had the draw from hell draw, early. So. Yeah, if you had Collingwood twice at the start of the you year, would, you'd be licking your lips oh, that's and right. then... Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you'd think like to think that improve, wouldn't you? Um, but yeah. it's certainly going to be. We thought this year was even. Next year might be just as it as even. Trade Radio thanks to CMC Markets. So the mobile use to trade shares, Dougie CMC, very good. Okay. Do it on your own. You Get can just do it yourself. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. and also you can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre for expert car service. Book online at Repco. Is that it, uh, Sam? Have That's you... all I've got for you. I believe we've got Mark Milligan coming up shortly, so I'll leave you boys with that. Yeah, Mark Milligan, 80 games for Australia. That's a good – that is a coup, um, getting him to Adelaide. Carl Vitz will, you know, have a very experienced right-hand man, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think Mark, uh, Carl, very good people manager, builds great relationships, and Mark to come in strategically really strong, given just out of the game, so – uh, a great get for the Reds and looking forward to big things because a couple a number of years since they've had some success. Certainly have. Uh, we got Mark Milligan coming up and not far after him, Benny Hook talking all things local. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Richard Douglas, David Wildey, Sports Day SA for Weeks Homes. Discover different. And uh, footy's here. Can't wait to. Hasuzu Ute A-League kicks off 7th of October. That's not far away. It's next week. Experience it live. Search A-League tickets. Adelaide picked up a fantastic assistant in Mark Milligan, and we saw um, Aloisi leave last year with Carl Viet. And uh, Mark, who's played 80 games for Australia, uh, joins them. And as I said, a great acquisition. Mark, thanks for your time. And how's things going? No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, very good. Uh, very excited for the season. Uh, I think everyone's well aware the, the A-League pre-season can, um, you know, is quite long. So, yeah, it's good to be it's good to be close and can feel the excitement now. It feels like we've got the enemy. You've you've carved out a great career also with Melbourne Victory and Adelaide United <laughs> Melbourne Victory games weren't they fantastic over the years? They were. I don't think there was ever a dull 
uh, a dull occasion or a dull matchup. They, you know, you think right back to to John Cosmina days with Kevin Muscat, and then obviously throughout my career as well. And I think the trends trends continuing. Um, Carl Vitt did an amazing job last year. I mean, even perhaps with not the resources with some of the bigger clubs and. Always competitive, he plays the kids. Um, what are you seeing so far this year? I mean, a lot of transition in the squad because soccer players can move around or have you kept most of the boys? Yeah, they can. And he did do a fantastic job since he's, or since he's come in. Um, no, look, most of the players have stayed uh, from last season. We've only made a few changes. And it was something that drew me to the club as well. You know, they, they have a very good history of promoting promoting young players and young players from Adelaide as well, while while never compromising on, on what they want to achieve in the league. So, look, that's, like I said, to the, the chance to work with Carl and the chance to work with some young, upcoming players. You know, you match that with the experience of players like Isaias and One Day yep. and uh, Harvey. You know, it, it's an exciting prospect. It's, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can learn a little bit from me, but, you know, I've taken a great deal from them already. Obviously, Western United champions last year or winning the grand final. Melbourne City also very strong. Adelaide, a reasonable year. Just fell a bit short towards the end. What have you worked on from more of a game style point of view for us to be able to take uh, the next step this year? Yeah, Coles, uh, you know, tried to implement a few things through preseason. One of the joys of preseason is, you know, you have that opportunity to to work on little things. And, you know, we just very much, you know, we don't really want to change anything from last year. As you say, maybe just add a few little aspects. And, you know, he wants the team to be very proactive. You know, we have quite a lot of youth players, which is good. You know, they work extremely hard. That's that's just in their nature. So, you know, if you put in a good structure and, uh, you know, a, a good brand of football, then then you hope just to grow that little bit from last season. And great to have Craig Goodwin the entire year. I mean, that's a real coup for the club. Yeah, massive for the club. You know, he's a, he's a fantastic player. He's been, he's been excellent for Adelaide over the years. And, you know, I think he's going to play a, a vital role for Australia as well, not just in this World Cup, but for a few years to come. So, Look, he's a, he's a leader around the place. And I think you saw when he took over the captaincy last year, you know, not only the lift in the team, but the lift in himself as well. So I think it's a role that really suits him. Yeah, our guest is Mark Milligan. Mark, I think Carl Vitt's got the attitude, age is only a number, and he, he doesn't care whether you're 15 or, or 35 or 38. If you're good enough, you're playing. And the kids have thrived under Adelaide United and under his guidance. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I very much believe in that philosophy as well. I think... Um, you know, if you're if you're doing a job, then you deserve an opportunity. And I think you see, you know, over the last few years, you need that little bit of experience as well. You know, while you know, there's Carl and myself at the club, and you know, Ayrton and and Damien, players take a lot from the boys within the team. And if you have that experience of players, like I mentioned, like Isser and and Goody, you know, players take just as much from that. Your record is, is amazing. Um, when you look through it, 80 times for Australia, I think four World Cups. The excitement of playing in a World Cup, can you describe that to us? I mean, that is the, it's a pinnacle in, in football. It's just, it's amazing. But uh, your thoughts? I mean, you've had time to reflect? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, I feel very fortunate, uh, you know, for the career that, that I had. But, you know, probably on reflection, there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes along with that. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of decisions along the way where, you know, I chose to, to be a part of that Socceroos squad and, and, and perhaps sacrifice other areas uh, with my club career, but well, probably not so much just the World Cup. I think just putting on that that Australian jersey, that Socceroos jersey, mm. it's, um, it's hard. It, it is honestly hard to describe. And look, a lot of a lot of moments throughout not only my life but my career, you know, worked around 
Socceroos camps, and so they're very closely tied to you know not only my football memories and, and my football journey, but you know my life experiences in themselves. Can you narrow it down to one occasion? That one has a, a magic moment. Is can you think of one that perhaps stands above the rest? Look, I'll probably to be honest, you know, if I look back, there's probably two two main moments. One was obviously being able to being fortunate enough to to win the Asian Cup. Uh, on home soil in 2015 and I had a very close relationship with my grandfather from when I was a very uh, from a very young age and uh, we we played Brazil um, on the eve I guess of going to the Confederations Cup and he passed away that day so they're probably the two moments that um, you know tie me not you know my my life I guess and and must and Socceroos together yeah and the World Cup, of course, starting November 23, first up for the Aussies, France. Uh, obviously, always a tough uh, group when we're involved in the World Cup. Can you see us progressing out of the group stage? Uh, how do you see our chances all in all? Look, we always seem to... Look, every team at the World Cup is going to yeah. be a difficult opposition, but you know, we always seem to, to draw the very, very best. So, yeah, do, look, don't it's, we? A fantastic, it's a fantastic challenge. It's a fantastic opportunity I think over the last two legs against New Zealand, you know, you saw some very, very exciting young talent uh, be introduced to the Socceroos and the Socceroos brand. So, look, I think there's a lot to be excited about. You know, the the the, the road there is it's never easy, and it was no different this time. But most importantly, we we got there. So, look, Arnie's got a a couple of months, a good month and a half now, sort of a planning and finalising the team. I'm sure whoever. Whichever 26 players he represents, uh, picks to represent us, will will put on a show. Talk to us a bit about Qatar, the, the country itself, and the conditions conditions it's going to uh, present for the players. How challenging is, is that going to be? Look, it, it will be challenging. It, it's probably not a bad time of year, hence you know why they've shifted the World Cup. It's a very very big decision to to move the World Cup away from sort of that June July window. Uh, into November, December, but that was purely based on weather. And mm. I think you saw with Socceroos qualifiers, they've spent a great deal of money and time on those stadiums to to make sure that they're they're playable for players. And look, probably not so much a big deal for our players, yeah. but you know, I think when you get to the very highest highest level, you know, you do. And I will say this because I was probably one of them. You do have some precious players who need to be looked after, and um, they've definitely done that. Yeah, one last one, Mark. You much travel players, soccer players have the the joy of playing football all around the world. And I looked you up, I think, I don't know, it was 2011 or 10, but in Japan, they had that big tsunami and earthquake and you had to make a quick exit. What was that like? Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, that was, um, you know, that was very frightening, obviously. We we quite young. We had a, a young family. We just had our, our first born. My, first, my eldest daughter was born over there just, just before the, the earthquake and, yeah, it wasn't a. It was a very scary situation. I just got home from training. Actually, I was on the a phone call uh, back home, and um, when it hit, and yeah, yeah I'd never. Obviously, you, you're prepared for these uh, things because you do experience a lot of earthquakes. But I guess the the size and velocity of this was, yeah, it was very very scary. Um, we had to flee to the to our training ground, which uh, you know was in the industrial area, and all the foreigners sort of congregated there and. Um, obviously, we didn't. We weren't fluent in the language, so there were just warnings all over the TV and alerts about the tsunami. And because we were in Chiba, which was only about thirty, forty k, I think, from um, where the where the warning was for the tsunami. So, look, it wasn't a fantastic experience, but we were very lucky. The club was was very good to us, and you know they got us out of there as quickly as they they humanly could. And, and one quick one: Carl Bitt loves his golf. Has he dragged you onto the golf course yet? Yeah, he he does all his golf and he's pretty handy as well. So 
Yeah, I, I have been a couple of times, but I tend to sit in the group behind me. I need to, <laughs> I need to work on my game a little bit, I think. <laughs> Just call out four when you tee off, that's all. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mark. Great to speak with you, and all the best for that Adelaide United. The season not far away. Uh, thank you so much. Mark Milligan there. What a player, uh, assistant coach. Great pickup for United. Oh, sensational pickup. A wealth uh, of experience. Knowledge, and you'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. Be fantastic for Carlo. And I think they're building some good things down at United. So I'm looking forward to the season. Just out of the game. He's only 37, so, but he's carved out an incredible career. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Just head to iCanWin.com.au. You can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA for Elders Insurance, from local footy to community events, it's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. And Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off the first purchase. How's that? Remember that name, Adelaide Auto. One of our favourite times of the week is... With Ben Hook, uh, Community Sports Update. Hookie's going to be filling in for, for me next week and the next couple of weeks. Hookie, welcome. Can we start with um, what a fantastic story. Now, we, we heard the passing of Chris Grigg and the emotions and outpouring of tributes to Chris outstanding, but his son Mitch is going back to the Athelstan uh, where, where Chris made his name, apart from Nordis Massive at Athelstan. It's it's a wonderful story, boys, and uh, and Dougie, you'll 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 be able to talk about Mitch and uh, and his relationship with his old man and and Chris Grigg at the Norwood Football Club in particular uh, and their relationship over the last three or four years. But this is just a, a wonderful story. So for those of you who haven't caught up with it, Mitch Grigg, former Crows player, former Norwood player, and McGarry medalist, uh, uh, was playing at uh, Lobethal this year. Uh, his father, Chris, he's really been the face of the the fight against motor neurone disease. So we've seen Neil Danaher yep. uh, really lead that charge in Victoria. It's been Chris Grigg who's led that charge here in South Australia. He passed away last Thursday, just five days after Mitch had played in a premiership with Lobethal. And this week, Mitch has announced that he'll go back and play at his boyhood club where Chris played more than 200 games for the club. Um, and that's Athelston, of course, the Raggies. There's a great story that Mitch actually played in Chris's 200th game for oh, Athelstan. He went wow. out there and played his first senior game as a 14-year-old. And Mitch will still talk to this day that of all of the things he's achieved in footy, AFL footy, McGarry medal, played in grand finals, um, that, that's his, still his favourite footy memory yep. was playing that day with his old man uh, for Athelstan. So great for the footy club, great for South Australian footy that Mitch will be um, returning to his boyhood club where his dad is such a legend. And I believe Ben has, uh, Mitch had the chance, I think a couple of days before his dad passed to let him know that he was going to go back to Athelstan next year. So that would have been a very nice moment for them two to share, which was beautiful. But can you tell us a little about the Live Golf and the latest with that, uh, why it's not heading to Victoria? What's going on? Yeah, look, it's been uh, really bubbling along uh, underneath the surface over the last few weeks, guys. In fact, uh, Wills, I reckon I spoke to you maybe five or six weeks ago and said that Adelaide is actually a live chance to host it. Uh, And, of course, that's really uh, sort of hit the mainstream in the last two or three days with Premier Peter Malinowski saying that uh, he certainly would be open to that possibility. What's really fascinating about this, guys, is that Golf Australia who deep down I think would be very, very happy to see a live golf tournament come to Australia. Um, They really have their hands tied behind their back because they have such wonderful relationships uh, with all of the existing tours 
and all of the existing governing bodies. So, for example, if you finish top three in the Australian Open, now we haven't had an Australian Open for a couple of years due to um, COVID, but if you finish top three in the Australian Open, you get um, a spot in the Open Championship. If you finish um, top, if you win the PGA Championship, then you get a spot on the DP World Tour. Now, if Golf Australia was to come out and say, we support Live Golf, uh, then there's no way known that, uh, well, there's there's no chance that these exemptions for some of the best yeah. Australian players to get into these best tournaments would, would, they'd just be pulled straight away. It happened with the Asian Tour and our own Wade Ormsby, who, um, this is before he'd even signed with Liv, but the Asian Tour linked with Liv Golf and uh, immediately the uh, number one ranked person uh, for the Asian Tour lost his spot into the Open Championship. So um, th- this is the problem for Victoria. They're out simply because they've struck up a huge relationship with um, the PGA Tour, and they've been hosting the President's Cup in 2019 at yeah. Royal Melbourne. That'll go in 2028 to um, Kingston Heath. So they very much in uh, have a relationship with the PGA Tour, which means that Live Golf is really looking for alternative options. And it's really down to three. Um, there's been a couple of clubs in New South Wales, most notably Royal Sydney, that has knocked it back. So it's really only South Australia and Queensland that have the options. Grange is the obvious one. Great relationship with Wade Ormsby. Do, do not underestimate how big an influence Wade Ormsby is in all of this. People call him a bit of a, um, a, a placeholder for some of the bigger names to come through, but he is very yeah. much uh, has has the ear of Greg Norman. And uh, yeah, if, if Wade has any influence in it at all, there's every possibility we'll see some sort of uh, of major golf event here next year. I saw um, Greg Norman last night, Hooky, and, and he was asked a question, have you lost a lot of friends? He said, many, many friends, uh, people <laughs> that I thought were friends have turned on me. But he said, I'm doing this for the betterment of golf. I think he believes that, but Greg's always also been after the dollar, but we'll see what happens. Hey, talking about golf, did I hear or see someone had 53 points today? Good mate of mine, and probably you know him as well, Wilds, at Kuyonga today. His name's Richard Hockney. Been very heavily involved in business around South Australia. Four weeks ago at Kuyonga, he had 16 points. Today, he has had 53. Oh, Can you believe it? He'll be schwabbed. plays off. He plays off 22. He shot 77 off the stick for oh. 53 Stableford points. God. That is absolute robbery. He must have held a few putts. Yeah, well, I've actually played a bit of golf with him, and he's the worst. <laughs> he's Around the greens, he's terrible. So I do, I do not understand how this has happened. I reckon there's, uh, there's a little bit of uh, Patrick Reid going on here. So um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hunt Richard down. But, yeah, well played, Richard Hockney. 77 yeah. off the stick for 53 Stableford points. Well, I could only dream of that, but uh, good on him. <laughs> now, tell us about the two best all-rounders in uh, sport in SA that we may not have heard about. Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep this pretty quick, boys, because I know we'll have to run. Tim Davey is the first one. A former South Australian cricketer, played two games of Sheffield Shield for SA, five one-day games. Twice he won the uh, Charlie Walker Trophy for the best wicketkeeper in South Australia. Uh, he's just won last and more, this early this month, he won his fifth association medal in the Adelaide Footy League. He plays his footy with Modbury. He's got two Division Two medals and three Division Three medals. Is that John Davies' uh, son, Hookie? Exactly, Johnny Davies' son. Tea Tree Galley Boy, just like you, Wilts. And just to wrap it, I mean, if that's not enough, in his spare time, he's actually played some Simpson Cup golf for Tea Tree Galley. Now, that is, you know, that's scratch handicap sort of level golf. So, 
first-class cricket, scratch handicap golf, and just to tap it all off, five amateur league association medals. So Tim Davey, the uh, the male's all-round sports person you perhaps haven't heard of. And Hannah Custance is a name that I'll get you guys just to sort of put in your little black books to remember. She's the captain of the South Australian Gay League football team. They're uh, about to start their national championships in Melbourne tomorrow. Hannah, also a very good golfer. She's uh, the club champion at Blackwood. She has played... Uh, a lot of Sanderson Cup for them. She actually played in the Vic Open this year as an amateur in a professional tournament. Um, she's had two hole-in-ones, boys, one at uh, Blackwood and one at Royal Adelaide. So um, two names that no one would have heard of, but uh, well, very few would have heard of, but uh, absolute stars of local sport that uh, yeah, probably don't get much um, attention, and they are genuinely very, very talented mm. athletes, a pair of them. Great stuff, Ben. Looking forward to hearing you with Dougie next week. Well done, mate. Good on you, mate. Take care, boys. Ben Hook there for Community Sport for Elders Insurance and Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. Dougie, that's it for us again. Time has just flown. Flies by, doesn't it? Spoke about Selwood. What a career. Yeah. He's got a rate with the... Um, right he's he's going to be a legend. You yep. think not only a Hall of Famer, but down the track, probably a legend. Oh, what he's no done. <laughs> yeah, and deserves it. Unbelievable. Well, that's it for us. We'll do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Bye for now. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.